Hi, Rob Zakes here of the Video Gamesman. Um, I am talking to you because this is one of our retrospective episodes where Tyler and I cover the Sonic the Hedgehog series. Well, we cover what we consider to be the first half of it. Although I think game-wise it's technically not, considering how many of those games have come out in the past ten years. This was not a great recording. Uh, this is We recorded this back in February... Uh, for the pur for the for the purpose for the purpose of me of me having backup episodes in case it ever seemed like we couldn't record a normal gamesman, turns out we had a really good uh, four to five months. So that hasn't come up yet. Although we did just miss an episode this past week. That's you know it's kind of immaterial. Well, I mean it's material, but it's never mind. Anyway, so. Yeah, I was going to say something. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it was recorded in my car, as as you'll become aware, on my phone. So it does not sound as good as the audio you're, audio you're hearing now. Uh, don't worry. We recorded the second part four months later and used a real microphone. So it sounds a lot better. Uh, however, that's not on this episode. That'll be the next episode. We're doing this because I'm going on vacation and where I will be... You can't follow. I mean, where I'll be, there will be no internet. Well, there will be internet, but it's not the sort of internet that you can record a podcast over, or even upload a podcast over, or even do any of the things that you would expect from the internet in the modern day and age. Imagine, like, the internet 15 years ago, or 20 years ago. It's old internet. Uh, maybe that's changed, but since the last time I visited this place, but I doubt it. So, until then, please sit back and try to enjoy, through the terrible audio, the first part in our Sonic the Hedgehog retrospective. Hello and welcome to the Video Gamesman. I'm your host, Rob Zakes. Sega! Oh, and I'm uh, Tyler. And we are the Video Gamesmen. Woo! Yep, that's right. Uh, well, Cody, this week we are. Cody and Ben are, are on assignment. And by on assignment, I mean they text me saying we can't record this week. Typical. So I decided that I would record instead with my old friend, Tyler. Which, if you're an uh, avid uh, Game Boy or Game Girl, you know that that means this is going to be a boring look into video games... Uh, boring past. Yeah, we are no Dan Carlin when it comes to talking about history. This is hardcore video games <laughs> history. <laughs> I was just listening to that on the way here. Oh yeah, is there a new episode? King of Kings. No, it's uh, from, from the last one. Yeah, I I've seen it. You've seen it? Wow. Did you watch yeah, it with the waveforms on on your uh, visualizer? I got way into Dan Carlin <laughs> in a way I don't want player? to talk about. Oh, okay. Watching. Well, Rob, if you want to examine the in-depth history of a video game, I'm your guy. Wow, Dan, thanks for uh, coming to visit. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, like, listen, Dan, we love having you here to record. Uh-huh. But uh, the whole, like, surveillance state stuff, it's not really what we're about. Well... The fact is, <laughs> I put out a podcast because even if I didn't, the NSA would be listening to my every word as it is. Is that why you always have a microphone stapled to your chest? You're absolutely right. I know it's bleeding a little bit, but don't worry. I'll wipe it off of your car seat when I'm done. That's, you know what? 
That's very generous of you. I know, I know. I'm going to wipe it off with this napkin, <laughs> which is actually a historical artifact from the Ottoman Empire. That's interesting. It'll take me four hours to tell you about it. Well, yeah, well, you have to go back at least 200 years before the napkin <laughs> was made, right? Napkins have an interesting history, Rob. <laughs> Socrates once said, a man without a napkin is worse uh, than a... Uh... Oh, crap. So, because Tyler's doing his Dan Carlin impression, you know we are doing a retrospective episode. Yeah, that's the most inside podcast reference you could do yeah, sit around on our podcast, podcast talking about hardcore history and what's his other show called uh common sense with dan carlin so if you want to listen to our podcast betters go uh to dancarlin.com and find those honestly if you haven't listened to hardcore history and listening to video games then <laughs> your taste is whack yeah i don't know what to say but uh, we're not that good and he's amazing <laughs> Thanks, guys. You're welcome, I'm going to go now. I need to uh, gargle some gravel to keep my voice sounding like this. You know, that's totally what I thought you did, so I'm glad to hear it confirmed. <laughs> you know, gravel has an interesting history. I know it does. <laughs> you told me about it 15 minutes ago. Couldn't have been. It takes me seven hours to talk about the history of gravel. That's because I got you on the history of podcasting. <laughs> podcasting has an interesting history, Rob. That I disagree with. <laughs> if you go back far enough when you could order tapes from NPR with recordings of their radio broadcasts, it's really the prototypical podcast. So because we're just talking about other podcasts, <laughs> you know it's the video gamesman. Next yes. we'll start doing uh, my brother, my brother and me jokes. <laughs> the, uh... And talk about our favorite serial episodes. Ooh. Ooh. Da, That's a lie. Da, I've never da, listened da, to serial. Oh, really? No. I did season one. I'm partway through season one. Anyway. It's, it's weird to be like a producer of a podcast and, and not, not to me. listen to serial. I mean, well, is it? You're sort of like a hipster podcast That's guy true. now. I'm, I'm, an, I'm an indie producer, so I can't sure. listen to it. You know, That's, Sure. Like, of course mainstream. serial's good. It's like supported by like so many rich people. And MailChimp. Yeah. I don't, guess how much we're paid for each episode. Ooh, I don't know. I'm curious. Are you going to cut me a check at the end of this? Uh... <laughs> It'd be more like you cutting me a check, <laughs> getting paying gasoline to get over here. True. What Buying am I getting drink? paid, Rob, for being here, from taking time off of hardcore history? Uh, you'll be paid in butterfly kisses, Dan Carlin. Butterfly kisses? Do they have an interesting history, too? No, but I'll tell you about it anyway. <laughs> I never said it was going to be interesting. So, Dan, what uh, what what game franchise? Last last uh, time we sat down, Tyler, we eviscerated the Tony Hawk franchise for what it is. We shredded it. We made it a shambling corpse. That's <laughs> well, a lie. I, mean, I would it was say already a Neversoft might have made it a shambling corpse a few years before we did. Hey, let's get a little broader picture here. Activision made it a shambling uh, corpse. Fair enough, fair enough, corpse. fair enough. Um, yeah, so, today, as you heard by that Sega noise before the intro, yep. we're going to talk the only game that matters that has that noise before it, Sonic the Hedgehog. Yep. That's not true. There's a bunch of games with that noise that are great, but no, yes. Sonic's the only one that counts. For, for, right, for the purposes of this conversation, yes. So, if Dan Carlin were hosting this podcast, he would start this story with... Probably either the history of hedgehogs or the history of video games in general. Yeah, but we I, could start after that. I think maybe maybe it's worth it's worth getting a little Dan Carlin ish uh, on this episode. 
Because I do think that there is something very important to the history of Sonic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to turn off the engine so that people don't have to hear it. Yeah, that's, that's actually good. Let's do a pause so that we can cut it. Okay. Engine noise has an interesting history, <laughs> Rob. I'm sure it does. You're discrediting it by turning it off. Thanks for that goof. Now I'm going to have to keep that in. You can delete that. No, I like that too much. The deletion of podcast comments has uh, an interesting... That I do know, because I do it every week. It um, all began. <laughs> but uh, to me, and maybe this is a controversial uh, idea, Ooh. but... Global I don't warming think, doesn't exist? Yeah, I don't think global warming exists. <laughs> No, I I don't think Sonic has the impact it does without Nintendo. Oh, absolutely not. That's where I was going to start our story in 1985. Which, and it's worth noting that before 1985, video games were in a depression for a few years. It's called the Video Game Depression of 83. Um, Is that a real thing? Yes. Oh, I don't know. You know, a lot of people like to say it was because the E.T. video game came out and ruined video games forever. That's not the case. The reason there was a video game depression in 83 was because after the Atari 2600 was so successful, as well as the Odyssey and other, like, the the Odyssey is kind of like a lot of other uh, game consoles prior to Atari 2600, referred to as a Pong machine, a home Pong machine. Mm -hmm. Um, So when the Odyssey comes out, there's a ton of competitors, which basically have some games, versions of Pongs. A lot of them have like light gun games that are light gun games that are very basic. Um, and once the Atari Twenty Six Hundred comes out, a lot of companies start making game consoles, and there's a lot of competition uh, and a lot of demand, and it's very confusing to consumers. Mm. And because of that, the industry starts to tank. This like nascent game industry. It's not over with. There's still arcades and there's still PC games, but the home consoles we knew it went away for a couple of years mm-hmm. until this Japanese company, who had started off just making playing cards mm-hmm. with maybe perhaps some mob ties, <laughs> makes a couple of arcade machines that are very successful, and decides it can copy the success of such games as Donkey Kong into a home console, and thus in 1985. Nobody actually knows what the day is, because that stuff isn't recorded, surprisingly. The Nintendo Entertainment System came out, and with it came out Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. So, is the original Mario Bros, that was an arcade cabinet just prior to that? Uh, yeah, it was an arcade cabinet. The sort of battle. They'd done it, they eventually did it as an NES cart as well. Right. Uh, and you could, you know, you see that. That game, they've recreated that game in many places, as long as well with the original Donkey Kong. If you are a video gamer, you've probably been exposed to those games at some point. Right. If if there's any Nintendo in your history. Um, well, for the modern gamer and modern games, that's like the starting point. You know, you sort of you don't always delve back further than that. Yeah. And there's, yeah definitely. Other and, than Pong. Yeah, like, and there are Atari twenty six hundred games that are great, but. You're right. Not as many people play Adventure, but at least everyone tries out the original Legend of Zelda game at some point, even though Adventure is kind of the predecessor to that. There are other games that you could look at on the Intellivision, uh, ColecoVision, that that have that sort of DNA in them, but it's not really until the NES comes out that a lot of those games become huge smash hits. Like, the Intellivision had a Dungeons & Dragons adaptation on it, it? believe it or not. It did. Um, But, I mean, not 
what you would recognize as a Dungeons Dragons game. Um, and so after, and you know, video games had been a very successful. I mean, that's why there were so many of them. But at that point, by the time they started to go away, you probably could have guessed that this would have been a fad. Mm-hmm. You would have guessed wrong because the NES was an overnight success. Maybe not overnight necessarily, but people bought it in bulk and it revitalized the home console market. And so, Sega decides it's going to compete with their home console, the Sega Master System. And when I say compete, I mean not even get into the rankings in comparison. Not many people have a Sega Master System, nor do they had one, you know. But not to say that there weren't games that were great for it, but we don't remember those as we remember the NES games. And Sega looks at Nintendo, their mascot is a heavyset Italian middle-aged plumber, (laughs) and they say, we can beat that. Yeah. With a guy named... That dude's not cool. Alex Kidd. Alex Kidd is cool. (laughs) <laughs> He's a kid. It's in his last name. He has weird elf ears. There's no mistaking it. Yeah, and uh, didn't, they definitely didn't went quite with, work out. <laughs> did not did not work out. No matter how many the enchanted they castles they put him in. <laughs> um, and definitely though, you can see in Alex Kid the sort of idea there that there is a Mario competitor, right? A, youth, a more youthful character. Yep, with some '90s, maybe a '90s attitude, because yeah. we're going to appeal to children. We we'll get a little Bart Simpson up in here. Yeah, yep. And then they go full Bart Simpson in 1991 with the Blue Blur, Sonic the Hedgehog. Do 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 do. So they've released their new system at this point. The I always forget the Japanese name. A Sega Mega Drive. Mega Drive, that's it. Thank you. The Sega Genesis, a.k.a. the Sega Mega Drive. They are ready. They've been in R&D on... After Alex Kidd didn't take the world by storm, they go into R&D on, you know, a mascot who will actually go toe-to-toe with Mario. But Genesis kind of came back, and they had a brilliant marketing idea, which was, you know, now, for a while, everything became 16-bit and 32-bit and Mm 64-bit. This is kind of a little bit before that. I mean, they they hung their hat on that, but the idea that they decided they were going to advertise everything was like, well, Sonic goes so fast. How does he go so fast? Blast processing. Yep. What does it mean? What does it do? Is it real? I don't know. <laughs> we didn't do our technical research. No, we really didn't. But we know stuff looks fast on the Genesis. Yep. And also, like, the Genesis did come out a little bit before the Super Nintendo. That I do know for a fact. Mm-hmm. And... Certainly to see graphics at that level were, were something unique. Once the Super Nintendo came out, I think the Genesis kind of, you realize the limitations of that console pretty fast. Right. But for a long time it was a competitor, especially when it was competing with the NES. And so, from that, we got introduced to the character of Sonic the Hedgehog. And can can do you have any numbers as to like how successful this game was? Can we, you know, give that context? Actual statistics? Uh, no, but I think, to put it in context, the fact that Nintendo, which, like you said, came out after this little dip where people were like, all right, wait, I'm getting a, I'm going to go get a video game system for my kid. Do they want the ColecoVision? Do they want the Intellivision? Do they want the Atari? I, I yeah. don't know. And they all were gone. Nintendo rises from this and is the, they're the system. Yeah. When you talk, 
it, it's like talk, saying Coca-Cola just to reference all soda. Yeah. Nintendo and, was and that video is, games. Like, you would you wouldn't say, hey, do you want to come over and play video games? You would say, hey, do you want to come over and play, play Nintendo? Nintendo? And Sega, regardless of the actual numbers, because we don't have them, uh, yeah. with Sonic and with the Genesis, really with Sonic on the Genesis, with the Genesis came out in 88, Sonic doesn't come out until 91, uh, they entered themselves into the market. They made themselves yeah. the other name. They were Pepsi now. Yeah, yeah. Before, There's no there longer was just nothing. Coke. Right, exactly. There's Coke, and now Sega's Pepsi. And it's almost a perfect an, like analogy. It really is. It really is. Um, Down to the color scheme of their logos. Yeah, certainly. Exactly. <laughs> like, I never even thought of it that way, but now I can't not think and of it that the, way. And the, we don't have Coke, is Pepsi okay? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, certainly. <laughs> if I have to. Oh, especially. <laughs> sorry, That's Sega certainly. diehards, Genesis diehards. Sorry, sorry, Genesis diehards. I love the Genesis. It's I, for the longest time, big. only played Genesis, because <laughs> that's what I had as a kid. Right. And so I went to get 16-bit games, that's all I would buy. Right. I was wrong at the time. Much in the same and way you're wrong now. as if so, you lived in a third world country that only had Pepsi. Yeah. You would assume like, Pepsi's it was great. great. <laughs> Pepsi's the greatest thing because we only get it once a week. But now that I'm, my family moved to America and I have it at any time, I appreciate that Coke is way better than <laughs> Pepsi will ever hope to be. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus. So they got themselves on the map and their brilliant marketing campaign, which uh, thanks to Rob's crack editing, you will now hear a snippet of one of their commercials yeah. now. Genesis will do what Nintendo. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. They were just, I mean, it, just like the Pepsi challenge. Coca-Cola never had to make a commercial saying we're better than Pepsi because everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. Just much like Nintendo didn't have to make a commercial saying... But both Pepsi and Sega had to make commercials letting you know that hey, they were better we're than okay. Coca-Cola. We're all right. Come try us. Which is, yeah. <laughs> we know you like that other thing, but we're good, too. And it worked for Genesis. I Absolutely. mean, they, they crafted, they created a name, and they were. it was a console war. And Sonic, I mean, let, let's just think back, because it's hard to separate the current incarnation of Mario and the current incarnation of Sonic from what they were back in the the early days of 1991. There was no voice acting in these games. Yeah. So Mario wasn't even Italian, uh, save for the, I guess, the Super Mario Super Show, where he spoke with a Brooklyn accent. Yeah. Not his Italian accent. Um, you know what also, sorry to mm -hmm. interrupt, but yeah. you know what also has a similar color scheme? I never thought about what? this either. DC and Marvel. Yeah, interesting. Why I mean, red that? and blue are just good, natural yeah. uh, contrast. They made a red logo, let's make a blue logo. Right. Yeah. Anyway, but, let's, yeah. But uh, I guess you, you do have the Mario Super Show giving you a little context for Mario, but playing the game, there's no, there's no characterization. He's a yeah. guy, he's an everyday guy who tries to save a princess. Uh, and then Sonic, much the same way, he doesn't speak. He had his own show as well with uh, Steve Urkel doing his voice. Uh, yeah, Sonic had, I found this today when I was doing our research, believe it or not, we, we do do research for these, Yeah, it doesn't always sound like it, there were five, including the current one, five Sonic cartoon shows. Yeah. Mario has a similar one. Oh, yes. Because there's nuts. one for each game. They, they really tried to get those, off. I didn't make a Super Mario Brothers 2 one, but they had a Super Mario Brothers 1, a Super Mario Brothers 3. And Mario World had one. Um, but no, Sonic was a sensation. Right. And of course it warranted a sequel. Right. And so, so but, mm -hmm. like, Sega decides, you know, Sonic is a popular game, but we need something. We gotta come back with a sequel. And they went and chose a... Uh, like, a Japanese company chose an American game developer mm -hmm. to work on its sequel. I, I, like, designed 
by this game developer, who is such a great game designer. He had two hit video, like, had made two hit arcade games by the time he was 18. Wow. Like, had made, by the time he was 17, made one of the most financially successful, a game you still see around all the time, uh, arcade games of all time, Marble Madness. Mm-hmm. It was Mark Cerny. Mark Cerny? Cerny? Mark Cerny. M-A-R-K-C-E-R-N-Y. Mark Cerny has an interesting history. He does. Um, started off making Marble Madness, as well as one of my favorite arcade games, Major Havoc. Oh, okay. Which is extremely advanced for the time. It's an arcade game where you fly a spaceship onto a base, blow up the base, and then escape the base as it explodes. Super rad. Yeah, and and it's all done in vector graphics. (laughs) It's incredible. And he goes and makes Sonic the Hedgehog, too. And if Sonic was a big deal, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I think, is the one that people generally tend to really... Yeah, yeah, Sonic 2. I mean, you have Tails, you have the industrial waste and casino kind of feel that it adds to the Sonic franchise, which are still there to this day. It it added a lot to it and detracted nothing, I I think most people would argue. So it really is the game to go back to. Yeah, and I think that has to do with Mark Sandy. Like, listen, let's, let's put it on the line. Here are other things you might know Mark Sandy from. Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Dexter, Uncharted... Designing the PlayStation 4. Franchise making yeah. uh, uh, is in his DNA. Yeah. Just a dude who can, you know, bring some, like And strong characterization. Level. Yes. Very, like, very specific worlds. Not only did you have Sonic, now you had a, Sonic had a friend, Tails. Exactly. And you could play a little co-op. Yeah. Not great co-op, no. but co-op. But it was something. Your little brother grabs the controller. That was me. And yeah. you play as Tails, who can die as many times as you want. It doesn't affect you. You can just hide Sonic in the corner and have Tails go kill the boss. And you compare that to this, the co-op that Mario had with Super Mario Kart, and it's like, don't even, mm. don't even mess. Mm. You know, Mario Kart's great, don't get me wrong, but you're just racing each other. And, the, I mean, the, the quote-unquote co-op that Super Mario World has, which did, does predate Sonic by yeah. a year, is if you die, I'll be Luigi, and I'll play. Uh, and that's it. You cannot play two on the same screen. But Sonic 2 does have that element. You're right, they beat Sonic, their Sonic beat Mario to something. I mean, yeah. Other than Blast Process. Well, to be fair, it's like, it's also like, Mario didn't get around it, to it until like 2012 when Sonic 3D World <laughs> came out. And that's when they were like... Sonic 3D World? No, that's not true. <laughs> Mario but, 3D World. Sonic, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just, sorry, I stepped from an alternate reality... Where things did not Whoa, go the way that they're going like to in, go. Like uh, in Last Action Hero when yeah. they go into the movie store and Sylvester, Sylvester Stallone is the Terminator. That's it. Bizarre. But yeah, you're right. Um, with the on two-player on-screen co-op. Mario was way late to the party on that. I think I actually think it was before Mario 3D World too, but I don't know if there's yeah, any that people... I'm not sure. Like maybe the new Super Mario game. This isn't a Mario... Re- yeah, I think it did. This yeah. isn't a Mario retrospective no. though. So we didn't do our research. But uh, well, yeah, not Sonic, on Mario. So. To be fair, though, Sonic uh, did that and then didn't do it effectively again, ever. No. <laughs> you know, and, they, and yeah. if you're unfamiliar with Sonic, oh, what Sonic Heroes doesn't do it for you? <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with Sonic in a big way, the 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 beauty of the two-player, and it's also its biggest fault, is that the screen scrolls with Sonic. Tails is just there. Yeah. If you decide to run off screen with Tails. You're gone. And you can keep running, but you won't, you won't see you until Sonic gets there. And if you run far enough, Tails will just sort of hover back. Yeah. Uh, but it, 
yeah, it was it was fun, and it was I don't know if they even mention it on the box. I had to check the art. It's sort of not a secret, but you have to. It's probably in the manual. You plug in your on, second controller. The, yeah, it is on the front. Uh, on one the to two screen. players. Yeah, uh, but you wouldn't even know how to do it on the menu. There's not like a. There's not much to get yeah. you there. You just plug in the controller and play. I'm gonna have to turn on the AC. I'm gonna yeah, have to go ahead. So, ACs have an interesting history. <laughs> <laughs> There's R2. We'll have to cut this out with that. Whoa, R2, calm down. I know you love Sonic. <laughs> Sonic is the best. But, uh... That so... asshole C-3PO <laughs> likes Mario. Oh, my. Mario is superior. <laughs> Don't you understand, you <laughs> stupid droid. <laughs> but, uh, Sonic 2. The Amer- very American Sonic 2. Um, oh, hey, before I forget... One of the most interesting things about Sonic 1 is that glorious Sega noise at the beginning takes up an eighth of the space on the cartridge. It's huge on there. It's a wave file. Listen, there's a reason Nintendo wasn't (laughs) dumb enough to start recording voices. (laughs) Although they did for Super Nintendo, for Super Metroid. Yeah, good point. But it was just, it's so iconic. You can't argue that it was, you know, it was a good idea. To this day, that that sends almost chills down my spine. The way the Konami uh, logo at the beginning of old games does. Yeah. Anyway, Nintendo had it didn't quite have the uh, the effect with that Nintendo logo, but uh, Sonic Two, and then Sonic CD comes out well, after so, Sonic I mean, Two. Nintendo put visually, like with its graphics and and especially with the sound on the Super Nintendo, they kind of put the screws to the Genesis. Oh, oh, absolutely. Point. No, you're absolutely right. Like, just overall, yeah, the quality was better. But Sega made a power play with the just that that noise. I don't oh, know. Yeah. They really I went mean, for it. They had to probably had to sacrifice a lot other yeah. elements to make that happen. Uh, but it, I mean, that, and that's important for what Sega does next. Is like they their whole thing was that they were they did what Nintendo don't super but, fast gameplay. Yeah, imprecise as all get out. The moments where Sonic becomes a precise platformer were extremely frustrating oh, to me as a the kid and even level today. And, and like oh, in Sonic 2 it's the worst. Yeah, because even in Sonic 1 there is this this level with lava in it and it's you all you do in Sonic is a sprint. That's why the blast process is The underwater cool. the underwater sound. Oh, if you play the underwater warning sound to me from Sonic oh, to this I, day I have panic attacks I, I start stressing out and when I remember like I played it recently with my nephew and he starts stressing out yeah. too you're like wow this is effective yeah but, but it's uh, also it's also <laughs> terrible in this like otherwise fun fast paced game right so how does Sonic how does say uh, uh, Sonic Team remedy the Sonic is in, inferior to Mario uh, issue with Sonic CD I mean to me I don't think they did but <laughs> I'm sure they were trying but I also think that there's a lot of pressure on them to make a game that people will recognize as, like, superior as the next thing. They have set the Sega CD coming up. They need a Sonic game. And I think they did with, say, like, Sonic CD probably the most logical kind of next step on that. First, it doesn't start up with a start screen. Starts up with a full motion yeah, video. That's right. Animation with the best Sonic song ever created. So good that when they needed to reboot Sonic recently, they named their entire reboot after this song Sonic Boom. Good point. I never made the connection between that and yeah. the new Sonic. Oh, I knew it immediately. I was like, oh man, they're really going for it, aren't they? Wow. 
You're putting the pieces together. Um, so yeah, they, they kick it off with this great anime sequence, which, I, I mean, was cool and great and new in a game. Yeah. Unless you're counting, what were those uh, Legend of Zelda games with the uh, cartoons? Oh, yeah, but those are after this. Oh, are they? Yeah. They're in like the mid-90s. That's a Philips CDI, so yeah. Okay, but uh, you had seen Sonic animate it on TV, but, I mean, not in a game. And in the TV show, there's these baffling characters. Like, there's, like, a purple walrus that's there. Yeah, this was as pure as the games <laughs> Yeah, it's Amy. Might be her introduction. Yeah, it is her um, introduction. Sonic. Metal Sonic. And I want to say, you might have to... You're, you're more knowledgeable on this, but it's made by a different group than the Sonic team. Yeah. It's made by an American group. Right. And that kind of actually, from what I've been led to understand, creates some, like... A little bit of internal struggle there. For uh, maybe the first time. Well, did your boy, uh, what's his name, the guy from Sonic 2, did he work with Sega or Sonic Team? Uh, he didn't develop that independently. Yeah, we'd have to, let's take a break to see what happened yeah, to him. Yeah, because my phone's dead. So, after five minutes of fact-checking, <laughs> that we could have done easily before this. I would have never started recording Unless I'd read every tome ever written about Sonic. We didn't know we were doing this until like two hours ago, Dan. I don't know what to tell you. Two hours ago, I was in the middle of an anecdote that I haven't finished telling yet. Well, that's why we weren't able to research Sonic. <laughs> Good point. So, anyway. Um, um, <laughs> what did you discover? Yeah, so actually, Sonic, so as we kind of knew, Mark Sandy worked on it. But it was still like, the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was still developed by the same developer as Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Which is what we thought. He had moved to America because yeah, he was a the lead he was, guy. Yeah, a Japanese developer was tired of the like traditional, like rigid constraints of working on a Japanese developer. He decides he's moving. Right. I mean, all they would give him is Pepsi. Yeah, and he moved to America where to he got set up, where he could buy as much Coca Cola as he wanted. Bingo. Because apparently now Japan in the eighties is a third world country. <laughs> <laughs> um, not inaccurate considering the recession. Ouch. Um, no, that was that was me. And untrue. <laughs> um, he moves to America, gets in touch with Mark Cerny. Good things happen with Sonic 2. Yes. At the same time, they decide for Son Sega CD they're going to have Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on their Sega CD. Right. They're just going to essentially port it, I guess, develop them simultaneously. We're going to launch the Sega CD, yeah. an expensive peripheral, which will no doubtedly be the biggest hit ever. There's a lot of hubris when talking about <laughs> Sega as a company. Um, <laughs> Sonic CD starts out as that port, and from there becomes one of the most definitive games in those early days, I, th I personally think, yeah, as far as story. Fan. I love it. It, 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 it has, has a story. That's the difference between it It's the first it Sonic and... game with a story, and it has yeah. characters who aren't Sonic and Tails. It has Amy. It has um, it's the introduction of Mecha Sonic. Yeah, dude. Which is like very Japanese. How how do you how do you fight this uh, special <laughs> hero? You make a robot version of him. It's what they did with Godzilla. It yep. works for Sonic. And of course, there's time travel elements. Yep, you go back in time to make. And that's actually a gameplay mechanic. We're going back in time changes things about the future. It is a unique game. Um, especially for its time, especially with the constraints that it started out as a port of Sonic 2. To go from that to Sonic CD, it is surprising. Yes. You know what we didn't even mention? Um, the influence of our favorite franchise on Sonic, Dragon Ball Z. Oh, really? It oh, is yes. uh, documented that... Um, 
the and I think this is another thing that sets Sonic apart, which maybe didn't help him, but I think it does. In the original Sonic, you can activate bonus levels by getting to the mid-level checkpoints with 50 or more rings in your coffer, and yeah. uh, you jump into a little donut of stars, and you play these this wild bonus level. Where and they have different versions oh, in the nuts. different Sonic games. Yes, yeah. and if you complete it, it's very difficult. It's frustratingly difficult, but you can just keep doing it as long as you get, get 50 coins, rings, yeah. and you can do it multiple times a level because there's multiple checkpoints. Yeah. Uh, if you get to the end of it, you get a Chaos Emerald. And if you get seven of them, you become Wait, even Super though Sonic. colors than yes. emeralds. <laughs> right. Yeah, good point. Yep. You become Super... That sounds like a translation issue. You yeah, become uh, just like the difference between Sonic's enemy in Japan, Dr. Eggman, yeah. who's vaguely egg-shaped. In America, I and, guess they... And looks like your Uncle work. Principal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uncle Principal. <laughs> What's for our new show that's going to be on Cartoon Oh, I said Uncool. Oh, uh, they uh, said yeah. Uncle Principal. I <laughs> you were smashing them up, which sounds good, too. <laughs> yeah, that works, too. It's like Uncle Grandpa. That, exactly. That came out. But uh, they changed his name 100% to Dr. Robotnik. Yeah. Which, as a kid, when they eventually corrected that error in the Sonic games, the later ones, I was like, hey, this isn't cool. His name's Robotnik. Why are they calling him Eggman? But I, really, I, I actually hate that in it. retrospect, too, just because when you think about it, like, it's one of those villain names that is completely non-threatening. Eggman? Eggman. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Whereas Robotnik sounds like a bad motherfucker. Yeah, man, you don't want to mess with him. He's got, yo, not only is his name Dr. Robotnik, but he's got a mean bean machine. Yeah, dude. Plus... I'm just thinking about the differences between, like, a Dr. Robotnik and a Bowser. Okay, what does Bowser do? He kidnaps a girl. Yeah. And... Shoots fireballs at you. That's it. Does he do anything else? Does he threaten the Mushroom Kingdom in any way? I guess his... Some of the later games he his, does. He his sort of does. Troop. I'm just thinking, go back to, to no further than Mario World. I yeah, think. but I mean... Is he yes. responsible for the mass terrorism of the Mushroom Kingdom? Or are yeah, the... Yeah, totally. Are those, the Koopa Troopers acting around little... Mushroom... You have to go save the... Oh, like, little okay. different castles. Totally. In Mario 3... When you, like, go around the world map, he's, like, turned the different... You go to different lands. Like, okay. not only are you in Mushroom Kingdom, like, he has brought like, his terror to the entire world. Right, it's like if Hitler had expanded beyond the European theater. It's like if Osama Bin Laden had not only blown up the Twin Towers, but also, like, turned turned George Bush into a snake. <laughs> That's uh, the exact <laughs> thing we were all thinking, I think, for comparison there. Um, okay, so Bowser is a bad dude, but in Sonic... The bad guy, he takes wildlife and turns them into evil robots. Yeah. He's using natural resources in life to power cold steel that serves no purpose but to just further his evil aims. I mean, Sonic is a a tale of environmentalism and, and... you are literally saving the world from complete industrialization. Mario was a tale of a dude, you know, having a girlfriend that's way above out of his league. <laughs> his pay grade. And then this big Goomba guy literally is like, yo, I'm taking your girl, Mario. So yeah, Mario yeah. is, it, I, I just feel, uh, up until you, you were talking about Mario 3, but uh, at the, in the beginning, I just feel Mario is a more personal tale yeah. of vengeance and, and saving the girl. Sonic is saving the world. Yeah, sure. But, uh... Anyway, you can become supersonic, which is this super rad bonus uh, element of the game where you become a super saiyan, you collect the seven MacGuffins and, and turn yellow and your hair spikes up, yeah. and then you have unlimited power. Just like Dragon Ball Z. And in Sonic, there are power-ups throughout the game 
in the form of computer monitors that you crush with your body. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's super speed shoes as if you need even more super speed. Yeah, that's what you need. There's uh, the, need to go fast. <laughs> the, uh, the little bubble of a shield that will stay until you get hit once. But Mario's power-ups are off. They're frequent. They're, they're great. They're necessary. But they're frequent. You, you get them all the time. You yeah. get a mushroom, you get big. In Sonic, the big yeah, power-up yeah. is... Right, exactly. In Sonic, <laughs> the big power-up, there's only one of them. And to get it, I guess it's really more like the star power-up in Mario, yeah, yeah. which is more of a secret. But you can get a star in every level. Yeah, yeah. But in Sonic, you got to work your butt off to get that power-up. It's so rewarding when you do it. Yeah. Um, and I've that's, I think, a major it. difference. That, that the, the feeling of getting that is is way better than any feeling you of accomplishment you'll get in Mario ever. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, except beating Mario, which is ultimately... Well, yeah, but you beat Sonic 2, you know? Yeah, that's true. And it's not easy. Sonic 1 is very challenging. So yeah. is Sonic 2. And, but anyway, so they get around to Sonic CD. You fight Mecha Sonic. You travel forward and backwards in time. It might not financially be the most successful Sonic <laughs> game, no. but it's certain, like, but that's not its fault. That's its platform's right. fault. They re-released it on PC not long after. It was, it was yeah. wide played, yeah. and it was re-released and, and in just changed, about everything. It changed what Sonic was at right. that point. It, in a weird way, even though it might be the best Sonic game, you can look at what Sonic CD did, and you can see. Oh, R two. Sorry, I turned yeah, my phone. That's what happens. We'll just cut. We'll that. give it a minute. Uh, R two, what do you have to say about Sonic? Oh yeah, I love it. You love Knuckles. Oh, He's it. the best. Knuckles is the worst. Knuckles is the. See, you. We'll, we'll cut this we'll out still, that. but I, when you say that Knuckles Chaotix is probably the beginning of the end, or you even Sonic two, I just think Knuckles and everything he stands for is the maybe not of until he becomes a character though, where he talks. Yeah, that's when I really dislike Knuckles. And when you have to dig for treasure with him, oh my god, oh, that is the worst. Kill me. And his rap song. Oh no, you're we're, right. go- we're gonna get to that. That's we're gonna the get next, to why I don't actually episode. love Sonic Adventure as much as I used to. Right. But that's for the future. That's the next episode. I just wanted to check if Sonic CD was on um, the Saturn Sonic re-release because that will speak volumes. But that, so, that's all I was turning this on yeah. for. <laughs> I think Sonic CD, well, a like perhaps the best Sonic game in my personal in opinion. In your opinion, yeah. yeah. Um, might actually also be the beginning of the end because it started to say, hey, a Sonic game can be more and (laughs) that might not actually be the case. But that's... We'll get to that. Right. Um, So, like you were saying, Sonic CD, um, super fun, doesn't really get the recognition it deserves until years later when when it's accessible. right? When you can play it on the GameCube and the Xbox and the PS2 and the the PC. When the mind share on that game starts to change. When it comes out on the Xbox 360 and PS3. So, after that, Sonic 3, which uh, you had a quote. Who Was this a Giant Bomb guy? Who yeah, are you Giant quoting? Bomb's Jeff Griffin once said in a podcast, when they redrew Sonic, they stole his soul. <laughs> and Sonic 3 is the first time his sprite... Well, actually, that's a lie. Sonic CD probably has a different sprite. I think he has the same as Sonic 2 sprite. Does he? Yeah. Probably if they started out the same. So Sonic 3... You can you can look at it. Uh, we just were looking at the images of it. It does look weird. His hands are bigger. He's got a smirk visible on his sprite as opposed to just on the his super head rad is box closer art. to his body. Right. His his little uh, hedgehog tendrils that stick out of the back of his hair are a little longer, which is really my mark of when Sonic changes a lot. Yeah. Because 3D Sonic has very long spikes. But we'll get to that. Um, so they've redrawn him. Um, it's I mean it's a standard Sonic game. You, you can save now, which is super cool. 
Yeah, uh, that's you can the play change. through the whole game as Tails if you want. Or, or as other characters. As, well, as, as, not as not yet, not, not as not released. Initially. And, and I think what's also kind of significant is that that game was a little bit more. If you want to make a comparison, it it got more into the set piece. Yes, there a bit there more. were even cutscenes so to speak, as far as you could consider a, a Sega Genesis cutscene, that yeah. game begins with an extended sequence of Tails flying around in his biplane with Sonic um, on it, behind it, until they crash. There's sort of a... That didn't exist, really, in Sonic before that, other than say, Sonic CD, which is its own beast. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. So, it's... It, it is a significant change for the game. And I think they kind of t- looked at some of the stuff they did with Sonic CD. Because Sonic CD had stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It had boss fights that were different. That weren't just you on a, a, state, uh, a solid state screen hitting Dr. Robotnik. And I think they <laughs> wanted to, you know, capture some of that. I ca- right. Capture some of that enthusiasm. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it, it is what it is. It's, it's enjoyable. Sonic 3, I mean, just personally, I know this isn't the R-Stories... Uh, version of this, but I didn't play a ton of it as a kid. I didn't gravitate towards it, even though I had I had all the Sonics. You know, I was already, by the time I was old enough to be playing games and remembering them, all these games were out, yeah. you know, up to Sonic and Knuckles, and I I, I just didn't... I remember There's playing about more it. of it when I started recollecting Genesis games, because there was a save feature. Right. And I felt like I could progress more. But at the same time, there was a level I reached where I just couldn't progress past that. Right. Um, interesting to this game is that Knuckles is in it. This was developed simultaneously with Sonic yeah, and Sonic Knuckles, and Sonic Knuckles. 3. So Knuckles appears in the game, uh, sort of as an antagonist-type character. And what's also worth noting is that the music in it was worked on by a famous pop star. Who? Uh, who was always around the Sega offices and w- wanted to work on Sonic 3. He was a bit of a Sonic fan. Mm-hmm. His name of Michael Jackson. Oh, whoa, I didn't yeah. know that. It was always, it's one of those things that's always rumored because he was always around the Sega offices. Yeah. And then it was recently confirmed. Wow, that's really rad. Yeah. So that's cool. Michael Jackson, he could would have played a good Sonic the Hedgehog if they had made a live yeah, action movie. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been the right guy for it. They too. both wear gloves. Woohoo! They both have attitude. Tails! Fast! <laughs> <laughs> But uh, <laughs> they have like one segment where Sonic inexplicably moonwalks. Yes. Well, we won't get into Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, yeah. aka Sonic the Hedgehog that, Five. That is tied to how Sonic, <laughs> how he got working on Sonic the Three was. Oh, uh, really? Moonwalker. That's that all was sort of okay. That's interesting. Um, so Sonic Three comes out in '93, uh, and Sonic and Knuckles comes out the next year, which the coolest thing ever as a kid. It had the lock-on technology, which was just really a game genie, which yeah. had existed already for a couple of years. I think Nintendo was the first to do yeah. it. Nintendo was the first one with the game genie. In like genie. 1990, they. But had this the game is genie. where it was the first time, not to unlike, not just to cheat a game, right? But to actually expand it. Oh, insane! So Sonic and Knuckles is its own full-fledged game. It has its own story. It's not super long, but it is a game. You can play as Sonic or Knuckles or Tails, uh, but you could plug in Sonic Two. Or Sonic 3 into the top of this thing and go back and play all of Sonic 2 as Knuckles. Yeah. And all of Sonic 3 as Knuckles. Oh, it's insane. It doesn't, those are hard to get working these days, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. 
but it was just it blew your mind as a kid. Yeah, it, it was it, nuts, and it was the first time that ever happened on a console. It's an expansion pack on a console or a yeah. mod on a console. Yeah. yeah, it didn't. It did not exist. Those were still like I mean, pretty new concepts even on the PC. Right. And these guys, I mean, Sonic Tails and Knuckles, they all run fast, but they have totally different skill sets. Tails can hover with his tail a little bit. Sonic has no good skills except he's faster than the other two. But when you get to the platforming elements, it doesn't help. Yeah. And Knuckles can glide forward and climb walls yeah. with his you, Knuckles. When you played Sonic 3, you would see things like, how do I get to that? Right. Well, you need to play yeah, I mean, his Knuckles, Knuckles to get they to knew, those they knew. They knew. They wanted to get uh, to the hook. It, it. Uh, it was amazing. That was 94, the, the year of Sonic and Knuckles. My yeah. cousin had a Sonic and Knuckles-themed birthday party that year. With a cake wow. with the Sonic and Knuckles logo Jesus. on it. Like that's how insane people were about Sonic. Yes. And Inex- inexplicably uh, when you look back and, on some of that stuff. Right. But he was a hedgehog with attitude. Yeah. He was very uh, he's such a product of the nineties, which is the reason why Mario has survived. You know, everything that Sega thought they had a leg up on Mario for are all the same reasons that Mario is timeless and still around. Yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> like, it's why Mario will, like, as long as there will be video games. You're right, there like, will be Mario. Even if Nintendo were to dissolve tomorrow, there would be a, like, if Nintendo were to dissolve tomorrow, there would be a high stakes battle right. between different game companies over For who Mario. got Mario. Exactly. And yeah. as long as games are around, there will probably be Sonic as well, but there are a lot <laughs> of Sonic be... games that came out in the last 10 years that you probably don't even know existed because you didn't play them and you didn't go near them but uh right that's still we're still getting ahead of ourselves sonic exactly we'll get there sonic just spoke to kids more than i mean mario's fun but it it was as a kid mario just it was kind of boring when you could run at full speed as this little hedgehog dude there were robots you know mario doesn't really have technology no. In it at all until Bowser gets like flying eggs yeah. and they go in space, but that that's a long ways off. Yeah. Sonic was Super in Mario space. World is like the first tech right. no, technology. Well, actually, Super Mario Brothers three has like a steampunk thing going okay. on, right? But still, like, Victorian but that's still in the end. Sonic two has him in outer space fighting Doctor Robotnik at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, so and Sonic three does pick up sort of right after that. There is that little bit of continuity, but not a whole lot. But again, that's what dates Sonic so badly. These these clunky yeah. robots, this '90s attitude. But anyway, it was it was, it was amazing. Sonic was amazing um, at the time. So after that, the Sega Saturn is being worked on. Yes. And and there have been other games on, like none worth mentioning, but like Sonic, you know, oh, Game Gear. I, I made a joke about Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, right. which might be the best spin-off game. Sonic Spinball, Sonic 3D Blast, their first well, attempt we're at a there. Sonic that's, game. That's where we're going. Um, oh yeah. So the Saturn is in development, and they're working on a game called Sonic Extreme. The letter X. I've heard of this. Yeah. Extreme. There's we've also we've game... actually talked about this on our like first oh, episode. Oh, last time. Together. Yeah. When we talked, but, we did mention Sonic details. a long time ago. If you yeah. want to hear us talk more about Sonic and how popular he is in the autistic community, you can go way back and find. Oh, I wasn't episode. even thinking of that episode. I was thinking of uh, our first episode oh, together right. was about Sonic because we love Sonic so much. We yeah. bleed blue for Sonic <laughs> and Pepsi. These but, these uh, colors still run. <laughs> we we drink Pepsi, read DC comics, and play Sonic <laughs> video games. But basically, what was happening was they were developing this isometric Sonic game for Genesis called yeah. Sonic 3D Blast. While they're working on Sonic Extreme for uh, the Saturn, and you can find a tech demo of Sonic Extreme, it sort of resurfaced a few years ago. 
Yes. Uh, but it, it ended, Sonic Extreme gets canceled. Doesn't happen. And Sega wants a Sonic game, just like they wanted a Sonic game for the Sega CD. They want a Sonic game for the Saturn. Of course they do. It's their next-gen system. So Traveler's Tales gets involved now in Sonic, and they did stick around for a few. They made Sonic R, the weird racing game right. that they made also, I believe, for Saturn. Uh, they get involved, and they help port Sonic 3D Blast, the Genesis game, yeah. to the Saturn. And it, wow. it's, it's the superior version. It oh, yeah. has better graphics. They, it's an upscaled port. Yeah. Uh, but most people have played and myself it's still the same gameplay basically Sonic 3D Blast is isometric uh, Sonic action which completely stops all of the high speed Sonic action that you appreciate it looks like in a weird like kind of full circle it looks like Marble Madness and kind of follows some of the same ideas of like this like how it looks and like yeah. there being different like oh. there being like slants. It looks oh. like seven twenty as well. Yeah, it's just not. It doesn't fit. Sonic has a very specific purpose, and even when they introduce Tails and Knuckles, you get away from Sonic's purpose, which is to run fast. Which maybe is kind of a one note thing. Yeah, totally. But it's fun, and now that you've added this three D element, the character of Sonic, all the elements are there, Doctor. Eggman, Robotnik, um, little birds that you save by stepping on robots, yeah. uh, rings and checkerboard brown and darker brown el- uh, dirt around green grass. It's all there. Yeah. But it's just imprecise. It's hard to control. It's that isometric thing. And Sonic is a high-speed platformer, and he just becomes a humdrum platformer because the platforming elements of Sonic were never his strengths. And when they have to lean on them... Yeah, it's, it's, a ru- it's yeah. rough. And this is Sonic's earliest... Real mixed reviews. Um, yeah, certainly. Certainly, like Sonic Spinball was no. <laughs> true, but Sonic Spinball wasn't. Sonic 3D Blast, maybe this is just to me, but if Sonic and Knuckles was really Sonic 4, yeah. 3D Blast is the next logical progression yeah, in the it series. I it's mean, Sonic it 5. It has to be, because it's the. Th- I mean, it's everyone wants to get, get on the 3D tip. Exactly. It's their kind of halt gap before they do something new. Right. Yeah, no. And, it just, and Sonic Extreme should have been that, but it, but it wasn't. Um, and and then strangely enough, the only other real um, Saturn Sonic title, the next big Saturn Sonic title, is called Sonic Jam, which is I don't know anything about a it. re-release of Sonic One, Two, Three, Four, and or and Four is Knuckles. Yeah, it's those, and you can Jeez. play the all the lock-on versions too. That's actually probably the best way to play those games. Then I would guess. Well, at that moment, until yeah. of course what Sega we get to Mega, now, yeah. right? We get all the Mega collections later. But yeah, you could just grab a Saturn if you ha- if you're one of the rare few who bought a Saturn. You want five people, and you could play all the Sonics. I actually didn't even know. Like I, I consider my, I didn't know the Saturn existed until years later. Me, me neither. Until after I had a Dream, and until after the Dreamcast correct, was dead. Was I, I had Genesis aware. and Dreamcast. I didn't know it was a thing either. Knew it nothing, Isn't nothing that odd? I guess just in America, it wasn't. I mean, it was no, just what you just know, didn't take off. You know when they announced the the Saturn? Oh, the day it came out, right? The day it came I do out. know that you've told me that yeah. that trivia, right? Which is a big dumb mistake. This is the dumbest idea in the world. They did Seems better. Like a cool with, idea until like <laughs> you think about it. They did better with Dreamcast um, because I mean, isn't there some weird statistic that the Dreamcast pre-sale sold as much as like the tickets for Star Wars Episode One or something crazy? Yeah, they I set records. Obviously, it didn't set the world on fire. But, but I mean, we'll get to that. The I mean, two there is Sonic titles that. that did come out and bring Sonic into the, th- the true 3D generation when Sonic goes on an adventure next time on the Video Gamesmith.